Hello and welcome back to the Model European Union Strasbourg podcast. In our previous episode, we heard great insights from MEP Nicholas Ninas from the Greens EFA group on his work as an MEP and his involvement with the Net Zero Industry Act regulation, which happens to also be one of the two topics of our conference. Today, we have an episode dedicated to the role of the chairs of Model European Union Strasbourg. I'm your host, Elena, and chair myself, and let's dive right into it. So, we've received a fair few questions through our Instagram story from participants and prospective participants about things that they would like to ask us and things that they would like to know about chairs and chairing. So, we have all four of our chairs gathered here, including myself. I am Elena. Uh, and I will ask the others to introduce themselves briefly with the question, why and how did you get involved in the organisation of these events? So I'll get started. Um, so I first got started with MEUs in 2017 as a participant in Bristol. Uh, since then, I've participated in around 15 MEUs, about five of which have been as a chair. I always was interested in chairing from the very beginning because I had excellent chairs who were really able to provide both the knowledge about the rules, but also the right amount of flexibility to make sure that our debates flowed freely and productively, but also that we had a good amount of fun along the way. So I'll hand over to our other chairs now and we'll start with Alan, if that's all right with you. Completely fine by me. Uh, thank you for the introduction. As Elena has said previously, my name is Alan. I am a your chair from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Actually quite new to the entire model EU scene, as I've previously been more on the dominant side of MUNs in particular, having done, I believe, over 40 to 50 of them. However, at one point you simply start losing count because it gets incredibly confusing. Um, however, I've made the transition to MEUs just last year. That was, I believe, in October, coming on to November, in the uh, Model EU Netherlands. And uh, quite unexpectedly, I had the opportunity to be chaired within the council by Elena herself. Now that, I believe, gives me the entire opportunity to completely annihilate everything positive that Elena has said about the chairs. Naturally, of course, that would not be right, nor true, in fact. Uh, it was a wonderful experience, and under Elena's guidance, along with the entire functioning of the MEU, especially when compared to MUNs, uh, I have grown to accept and nourish what it can provide for each individual participant, and this has made me more interested in getting myself involved with the entire organization process and chairing itself. And that would mostly be it on my part. That was wonderful. So, uh, Max, how about you? Yeah, Elena, thanks for the introduction first. And just like Ellen, I also started with uh, some time of other events in my high school. We did uh, Model European Parliament, and that basically sparked my interest for this kind of simulation. Then some of my friends he brought to my attention that there were also MEUs, and I uh, went off on a plane to Tallinn and had a blast of a week there. So I decided to return there. And after attending several MEUs, um, I thought it was time to try uh, the other side of the parliament, the other side of the room or the council. So um, I started chairing at MU Netherlands and I uh, did a couple more in Vienna. And it's just great um, to be on the other side of the team because you're also a bit in uh, the organization. So you get um, a sense of what's going on behind the screens and um, it gives you more responsibility of making sure each and every participant 
has the opportunity to speak um, and to um, make sure the simulation lives up to everybody's expectations. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And uh, last, but of course, absolutely not least, Marta. Thank you, Elena, for the introduction. Um, when it comes to me, I think it was very fortuitous because I, after many years, uh, I met again with an old friend from my rowing days, and he had been involved with the MEUs for uh, years already. And then in our conversation, he told me, you know, I think this would be something that you might like and find very interesting yourself. And so just a couple of months later, the I attended my first MEU and I haven't stopped since because it was quite bright. I think he knew me very well and I, I stuck with them. And uh, I've done seven. I think it's going to be my seventh one. I have chaired once before, even though it was a bit of a smaller uh, MEU organized uh, by my university. And uh, yeah, this is, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And uh, I think we're going to have great fun. And I have also a little bit of an inception moment here, just like Alan, because I was chaired before by uh, Max. So this is going to be fun to do this together this time around. Fantastic. So for the format of this podcast, we're going to take the weight of asking and picking questions slightly off my shoulders. As I mentioned before, we've received uh, a lot of questions through our Instagram story for the chairs. So each one of us has picked a question or two for them to answer and for also everyone else to answer. Um, my question was the one we had previously. There might be a surprise one coming up soon. Who knows? So we will go to Alan for the question that he has picked for us. Absolutely. So the question that I have picked goes along the following lines. When you were a participant, what did the role of a chair in a simulation mean to you? So naturally, even though I had the previous experience in the entire MUN circuit, uh, transitioning to MUs I knew was going to be somewhat different, uh, just I could not gouge the extent to which it would differentiate itself from the previous circuit. Um, therefore, I was inclined somewhat to perceive of the chairs as these rigorous, um, this rigorous personnel that exists within the council that is there to regulate the entire procedure and everything. However, one advantage that I think I did have compared to people um, who are completely new to the entire circuit is that I did not, at least subconsciously, dehumanize uh, the chairs. What I mean by this is that a lot of people tend to perceive of the chairs as entirely strict people who are there to regulate and control the uh, procedural element of the conference and they forget at the end of the day those are still people who are there mainly for you to entertain you and to provide either educational uh, experiences for you or somewhat of a more entertaining nature. That, I believe, is what allowed me to familiarize myself more with the chairs and have incredible opportunities outside of the conference schedule to mingle with them in a sense and actually grow more, um, grow more acquainted, more properly acquainted. Fantastic, thank you very much. Uh, Marta, what are your thoughts? I tend to agree with Alan and I remember, especially my first time, I, as many probably of the participants who will join us, being fairly scared to uh, speak in public. And I remember that was the uh, the main point of our chair, like to make us uh, feel very comfortable uh, taking uh, the stand in front of uh, quite a lot of people. And 
I, what, what I really cherished uh, moving on was this feeling of extreme comforts in front of strangers and that your opinion and your, your, what you have to share with others is extremely valuable. And that came from the chair really uh, giving us time to get into the rhythm of the, simu of the simulation, which then came to me as a bit of a, a metaphor, like a, the a music, an orchestra conductor that is there to, you know, steer the group, but never really taking the lead because the lead belongs to the participants. You're supposed to be someone that's a bit on the background and then um, making sure that everybody else can engage and get involved into the, the, the simulation to pretty much the game that we're playing because it is quite serious and uh, it's an amazing opportunity, a learning opportunity for everybody. But I think we shouldn't forget it. It is, it is supposed to be fun. It is a game and it should be fun for everybody. Great, thank you very much. Uh, Max, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I mainly agree with Malta. I remember the first time uh, it participated it's in an MEU, it was in Tallinn and they sent it over a couple of weeks before the conference to Rules of Procedure. Well, it was quite a lengthy document, I believe 10, 12 pages, something like that. And I wrote through it and I thought, oh my God, this is what's going on. Um, and um, am I going to be able to follow this? But the chairs, they actually were like an orchestra um, a director and they make sure everybody understands the rules of procedure. And when you did not, they still gave you the opportunity to speak and make everybody comfortable. Um, but what they also did and what I really respected of them is when you crossed the line, which I did many of times as a participant, um, they gave to me what was coming to me. Um, so th they gave me a punishment. And, but afterwards, um, after the plenary session, after the GAS ended, uh, they could still have a good time with me and they could uh, separate the professional uh, from the fun and um, which made it a lovely experience also meeting them and um, getting to know them. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I think there's some really important points have been brought up there. Firstly, I think it's really important as chairs that we're able to, you know, meet out those um, consequences when the rules have been broken, but also not to take that outside of the debating chamber afterwards. Uh, you know, it's all part of a simulation. It's in the name. It's a simulation. It's not a real life. You know, the, 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 uh, some of the views being espoused and the behaviours that might go on. It's all in the name of a role. It's all in the name of a simulation. It's all good fun in the end. Um, one thing that I think uh, chairing meant to me as a participant was that sort of flexibility as well. Not a flexibility and willingness to break or bend the rules because obviously we can't do that. But in areas where the chairs do have discretion to um, to allow certain things to happen, to let that happen to the extent that they are going to make the experience more organic, a bit more entertaining perhaps, but not to let it go so far that it, it becomes unproductive. Um, I think that's a really important part of it. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for asking that question. So, Marta, what question do you have for us today? All right, the question that came to me uh, goes, what ran through your mind when you first chaired your first MEU or simulation? So, uh, for me, I immediately reached out to my first chair and asked him a hundred questions, how to prepare, how to make sure that, you know, just the same as it done with me and the group of people I was participating uh, with, uh, 
how to make everybody feel comfortable, how to be in the right moments rigorous enough, and then though how to uh, lighten up the mood when it was necessary. And I think the feeling of uh, coming to the day of the simulation uh, well prepared for as much as you can be prepared, that really helped me. And, but I'm not gonna lie, like the first couple of hours I was pretty jittery and my voice was breaking up a little bit every now and again. And I remember trying to scan the room because you want to get to know the, the, the participants so that you are aware of the, not only the verbal, because of course you have to keep track of the conversation, but also try to see if somebody's feeling slightly uncomfortable or that's maybe why they're not uh, speaking up as much. Uh, I remember, yes, the first day being extremely uh, aware and studying the room. Uh, and then, you know, it was um, a smaller group of people, so it was easier for me to then get to know them in the sense for the coming days. And then on the second day, I really started to enjoy myself. And there was more of a uh, group dynamic uh, with the participants as well, because we started to feel very comfortable with each other, still respectful of the roles. Fantastic. Uh, Max, how about you? Well, I remember when I first uh, chaired my first MEU, a few thoughts went from my mind. Uh, the first thing basically was games on now. Um, as I realized the responsibility I had as a chair, I mean, you have quite a responsibility over your chamber to make sure everything goes in order. Uh, but also that everybody's having a pleasant time and feeling comfortable. So um, just like Malta, my legs were shaking a bit and uh, my voice wasn't as steady as it sometimes can be. Um, but I remember the parliament being absolutely filled with participants and it was generally just a very exciting moment because you could also feel the excitement um, of all the participants who a lot of them were there also as first timers, uh, first timers. Um, so what basically stood out was the amazing atmosphere among the participants, among the organizing team, which made you feel like a team. You're, you're in the simulation together. We all have the same goal, um, getting a great result and having fun along the way, um, which made it a, an enjoyable and memorable experience. And uh, it's the reason why I kept cheering on, uh, just like the other chairs here. Yeah. Great. So. Alan, this is your first experience with chairing, so uh, perhaps not quite the exact same question, but um, what but basically what's what's running through your mind now about your chairing at uh, MUS? Well, at first, given my uh, non-existent previous experience as a chair, I was thinking of uh, actually resorting to my favorite memory with the chair, which was mostly the non-written agreement that existed between uh, the chairs at MEU Netherlands and moi as the Minister of Malta, which uh, could be both a curse and a blessing. A curse seemingly, but I believe a blessing in disguise, since... Um, being the Minister of Malta, you are able to do nothing and everything at the same time. And uh, with the non-written agreement that exists between me and the chairs, I believe that the chairs were um, more than apt in actually guiding the entire council and me included as to how to best address the situation. But when it comes to the actual chairing experience that is upcoming, my first one, um, I'm mostly excited in seeing how 
how best to approach the balance that needs to exist between the formality and the more non-formal side of a chair, meaning how to properly interact with the participants while also maintaining the true essence of the conference, the simulation, which is to um, not only achieve a certain degree of respect, but also of knowledgeability and knowledge transfer. That's great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much both for your answer and for your uh, complimentary noises about my chairing in the Netherlands. Um, so personally, going into my first chairing experience in an MEU, um, it was in Vienna in 2021, and I was utterly terrified for the whole time that I was going there. Um, because it was in the midst of COVID, I had essentially a 10-day journey to uh, Vienna via Madrid um, so that I didn't get you know, stuck in an isolation room. Um, and I was spending the whole time there going, what am I doing? I'm so out of my depth. I've got no idea what's going on. But once you get there, once you're in the actual seat, in the chair. Uh, once you sort of meet your fellow chairs in person properly in your capacity as chairs and once you start actually doing it, it, it just slotted in so naturally for me personally. Um, I think I got quite lucky there. Um, but yeah, the feelings uh, running up to that day were just complete, abject, petrifying terror. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope none of you are feeling quite that terrified about this experience. Um, so that brings us on to our question from Max. Yes, thanks, Lena. Um, the question I'll be doing is, uh, how do you think chairing at MU Strasbourg will be compared to any other chairing uh, you've done so far? Um, well, for starter, I think it will be bigger, better and more professional than any other MEU I've chaired in before. It's it's. Uh, the OG of the MEUs, um, to say it like that. Um, it has a great amount of participants and uh, we're going to be in amazing venues like the European Parliament. So it's going to be almost like the real deal. So I think that will greatly um, enhance the experience, uh, make it more professional and um, maybe also more fun. Um, and the thing I mainly think will be different also to all, compared to other MUs is that there's going to be some translators for some languages, which means some of the participants and some of the chairs will be able to share in their own language and uh, participate in their own language, which I also think is a great uh, and very unique addition. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, Alan, what do you think? Well, definitely comparing to my extensive chairing background, I think this is going to be an entirely rejuvenating and fascinating experience. Uh, naturally, I joke. Um, what I do think of the upcoming chairing experience is that it will be quite a significant bite, um, given that my first chairing experience is in a, co is in a conference that has been from what I've seen, unprecedented in terms of both size and prestige in the entire MU circuit. I might be wrong, do not take my word for it. Um, however, I never would consider myself a person who would back down from a challenge. Therefore, mostly the anxiety or fear that might come with this unforeseen challenge, I believe I'm able to more than efficiently transfer into positive adrenaline that uh, in itself is a form of motivation. Therefore, I am extremely um, hyped to say the least. Fantastic. And uh, Marta, what do you think? I think already the leading up to it has been quite different than other experiences. I 
I've experienced, you know, uh, as working together and team building and just in general, the teamwork that's been quite different than other experiences. And that really helps, you know, making us, uh, I believe, also uh, feel more confident uh, in our roles. And as Max said before, but also all of you, that we are part of a team and we do this together. And but also, yeah, I'm, I'm in a way, I'm trying not to think too much about the fact that in the play pretend that we do with the simulations, the one in Strasbourg is the one that gets the closest to the real deal. So I, if I imagine myself sitting there on the chair, as you said, looking at the chamber, kind of... Uh, there's a pit in my stomach, a little bit of excitement, of course, but I, I try not to think too much about it because I don't want to get too jittery again. Um, but yeah, and as Max also said, the, the sheer volume also of people attending is going to be quite different. And, you know, we all know it's going to be intense, but all for, uh, for the best. Yeah, having fun and making this a great experience for everybody. And yeah, really looking forward to it. Fantastic. Thank you. I definitely agree. I think the scale is something that is um, fairly unique among MEUs. I think venue as well. Venue is secondary. Um, you know, it's it's the people and the, the content and the preparation that gets put in that makes the biggest difference. But the, a change in venue really can change a sort of atmosphere. So I think that was going to be really fantastic to actually be there in Strasbourg. So... <clears throat> Thank you very much for your insights. Um, this has been absolutely wonderful. As I hinted before, I have one final quick fire question uh, before we finish this off completely. Um, I will warn you in advance, there is a correct answer to this. So we will go in reverse order from last time. Are you excited for MU Strasbourg 2023, Marta? Definitely, yes. Getting more excited by the day. Fantastic, Max. Yes, I'm really looking forward to be chairing with you and to meet all of the participants there in Strasbourg. Wonderful. Alan? I feel like I have not accomplished a single thing more important in my entire life. Excellent. Well, I'm glad that you all cottoned on to what the correct answer was for that one. I have to say that I could not agree with you more. Well, thank you very much to my fellow chairs for sharing your valuable insights and experiences. It's been a true pleasure having you on the podcast today. And that wraps up our episode on the role of chairs at Model European Union Strasbourg. We hope you gained a deeper understanding of our responsibilities and their, our impact on conference dynamics. Please join us in the next episode as we delve into the art of debating at MEUS. We'll explore the key principles, strategies and tips for participants to effectively present their arguments and engage in meaningful discussions. Until then, stay tuned, stay engaged and get ready for Model European Union Strasbourg. <laughs> <laughs>